What exactly can bring Apple, Samsung, and Google together in harmonious agreement? This Into Tomorrow podcast is hosted by our partner, Blueberry Podcasting. We couldn't be happier with their service. You can get 30 days of podcast hosting free by simply visiting their website at blueberry.com. That's like a blueberry without the E's. So it's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. From the Dexcom G7 Studios, the continuous glucose monitor for all types of diabetes. Be sure to visit D-E-X-C-O-M, Dexcom.com for lots more information. During our 28th year covering consumer tech, this for the weekend of Sink Full of Mayo. Uh, no, 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 Cinco de Mayo. That's, right. yeah, May 5th, 2023, isn't it? Apparently you've been hitting those margaritas. Yeah, early. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Not true. I'm not a big fan of margaritas. They're too, I don't know, bitter, salty. Kind of uh, like you. Yeah. Bitter and salty. <laughs> Give me a Moscow mule in a copper cup any day. I like those. Yes, but this is a Mexican holiday, not a Russian holiday. I know. But you can still have it. Yeah. True. Anytime. Anyway, we've got some tech news and commentary for you. And, of course, getting to your calls and a guest and just all sorts of things as we continue bringing you further into tomorrow with three important reminders they are back up your important data okay subscribe to these podcasts if you don't already well in the tech newsletter in the tech newsletter and how do you do that at intotomorrow.com okay and um and i know there's a third one <laughs> yeah because i said three yeah. yeah actually i said three Check your spam. Check your spam filters. Filters. It's, it's why cold would medicine. why would they check? It? Yeah, suddenly Chris is getting a sore throat and a cold. He better not be giving it to me when you clear your throat and cough. Turn coronavirus. It, no. no. Um, why would they need to check their spam filters? Well, pray tell. Especially if you had recently participated on the show, ah. you want to check your spam filters in case you've heard from our prize team mm -hmm. looking for your information. Yeah. <laughs> it's multicultural for Cinco de Mayo weekend. I, I guess the whole weekend is Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> yeah. yeah, gotcha. Um, so that's important because you might also found find, yes, have found or find that you wonder why you haven't heard from mom recently. Well, I don't wonder because I guess they don't have Wi-Fi in heaven. Um, but you're going to say, oh, my goodness, there she is in my spam filter. Or my long-lost uncle, huh? And it's awfully cramped in there. Yeah, it is, exactly. <laughs> Lots of spam. But you want to check those spam filters for anything from graveline.com. Or anything from anyone in your family or friends that you wonder why you haven't heard from. Because spam filters have gotten, oh, I don't know, extra picky, it seems, in yeah. the last several months. Yeah, because you never know when that 16th cousin from somewhere in Africa is going to email you and telling you that you know all, you, all they need is your bank account information so they can wire you your $14 million inheritance. I know. And you certainly don't want to miss yeah. that. Don't do that. <laughs> don't fall for that nonsense. Did I mention tech news and commentary? Yeah. Have you got any? I do. The conservative social media platform Parler has been acquired and given a new owner before it was promptly shut down. What? <laughs> Wait, somebody Did bought this conservative uh, anti-social media site yeah. and then shut it down? Yeah. Digital media business Starboard made the announcement that it had bought Parler and the sale went through on Good Friday for some currently undisclosed amount of money. Of course. The announcement was made by Starboard before they immediately shut down Parler's website with a note from Parler.com stating that, quote, no reasonable person believes that a Twitter clone just for conservatives is a viable business anymore. Really? So I have a feeling this company spent however, however God knows how much money just to silence everybody on that platform. Interesting. They were trying to be Elon Musk Jr., yeah. only Elon did it for the right reasons. Right. When he bought Twitter. Right. But what they don't know is that Twitter apparently is becoming the Twitter clone for conservatives. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Interesting, because one of the thoughts, and we talked about this last year, was that Elon's going to buy Twitter to shut it down. And that was certainly one of the options, but didn't happen. 
and in fact has gotten better. And I love how he's against this whole woke culture nonsense and saying, no, not on this platform. <laughs> so we shall see. Uh, interesting. So I guess if um, if I had a, and I do have, I think, a parlor account, I haven't checked it in forever, it's not going to work. Yeah. Interesting. I think I had, it, well, I know I had an account on there. I don't think I ever posted anything on there. It was one of those where, yeah, I'm going to sign up for an account just because I want to see what people are talking about out there. <laughs> and you never looked? No. Nah. Apple and Google said that they're working together to prevent lost item trackers. Yeah, because sometimes those people might not even know they're being tracked. So this is um, a, a huge issue. So both Google and Apple have announced the partnership to help combat the problem. They released a joint letter saying, uh, announcing the creation of a draft specification. Now, the two companies want there to be universal standards across the industry for any company that is creating or wants to create Bluetooth trackers. Uh, Samsung, Tile, Chipolo, Eufy, Security, and Pebblebee have all announced support of the idea. So that's an awful lot of companies coming yeah. together for one event. And it's rare in the tech world. Yeah. Now, the most important aspect of the specification is an alert system that will work on both iOS and Android. So if you have an iPhone and you're being, or an Android and you're being tracked by an Apple AirTag, mm -hmm. it will still alert you regardless of your system. That's one of the cool things about that announcement this week suggesting that Android phones will also gain that ability uh, to warn their users if they're being tracked by an Apple AirTag, which up to now you can't do if you're, if you're like me and you're an Android. Kind of ironic that you know Google, a company that tracks your every move anyway, is going to alert you that you're being tracked. Yeah. <laughs> they're not going to alert you that they're tracking you. Exactly. Just that somebody else might be. Uh -huh. So that's interesting. I'm wondering what our audience thinks of that. How, do, how does that make you feel? Are you comfortable if, in fact, they get it together and you know if somebody's tracking you, whether you're on Android or Apple? Or do you not care? Does it not matter? That could be an issue to deal with. Yeah. T-Mobile added 538,000 postpaid phone customers in its first quarter, along with 523,000 for its fixed wireless access service, and reported a churn, that's where people leave the company, of only 0.89% for its postpaid phones. CEO Mike Sievert declined to rule out a rate increase, uh-oh, <laughs> We're on T-Mobile due to inflation, but he vowed to remain less expensive compared to their rivals. And this is in light of another data breach. I mean, it's a smaller one, only affecting about a thousand customers, but it was a data breach nonetheless. Yeah, they had a huge one recently too. But yeah, which is why you and I both now get uh, identity theft monitoring. Yes, we have charged <laughs> compliments of T-Mobile. <laughs> it's the least they can do. Yeah. Amazon is doubling down on free ad-supported content with the introduction of Fire TV channels. Its new service, Fast, free ad-supported TV, is coming to Fire TV devices this week. Uh, though Fire TV had previously offered Fast content, Fire TV channels will now be continuously updated throughout the day and integrated into several areas across the Fire TV device, including the home screen rows within Fire TV's free tab and in category-specific pages devoted to certain genres. Hmm. In addition, Fire TV is gaining a set of new Fast channels from NHL, Xbox, and TMZ. Just what we want to watch. Yeah. Um, as well as a new travel category featuring content from Tastemade Travel, Rick Steves Europe, Travel Hacks, and soon Condé Nast Traveler. Later, Fire TV channels will also include content from the PGA. I'm sure you're excited about that. Woohoo! I've never been into knocking my balls around the grass. It's, I've never been able to to like get excited about that. Yeah. At various golf tournaments over the years, when folks have asked me to participate, I volunteer to drive the beer cart because I'm everyone's favorite out on the course. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Give me a cart. Give me some refreshing beverages, adult I'd, or otherwise. But don't give me golf clubs and balls. You say I'd volunteer to visit the beer cart yeah. quite often. Yeah, but you have to be a player to get beer or soda or water. Well, I'll play if it gets me the beer. Okay. I've become a much better player after a few beers anyway. <laughs> I see. Or at least a much more interesting player. Uh, per your last story about uh, TV and streaming and so forth, younger people are turning away from traditional entertainment to engage with others in user-generated content on all kinds of anti-social media and video games. That, according to a new report from Deloitte, of those under age 42... 
I like how they say under 42, you're a young person. Yeah. 40% say they interact with others more in video games than in person. That's sad. I interact more in video games, and I don't play video games. Which tells us <laughs> that Chris doesn't interact at all. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. What do you think? 800-899-INTO. Or mask that Ask Dave microphone button on the lower right at intotomorrow.com. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you, too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com compatibility. Welcome back into tomorrow. Since 2021, Walmart's been using an artificial intelligence chatbot developed by Pactum AI to settle costs and purchase terms in small contracts with about 2,000 equipment suppliers, reducing negotiation time from weeks or months to mere days. Some 75% of the suppliers said they preferred negotiating with a chatbot instead of a human. Okay. <laughs> Gee, what does that tell you? Interesting. Mm, Walmart said it reached deals with 68% of the suppliers with an average savings of 3%. Ooh. <laughs> so I guess the chat bot is helping them, but it's pretty sad when their suppliers would rather not talk to a human. They'd rather talk to the chat bot and have the chat bot place the orders for the Walmart stores. Mm-hmm. <laughs> This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by our podcast partner, Blueberry Podcasting. With their advanced podcast hosting plans, you also get a free WordPress site to grow your podcast. Start your free trial at blubrry.com. Uh, stay tuned, because coming up, we're going to reach into the Into Tomorrow vaults, and we're going to revisit an interview we did with Adele Maserani. He's the founder and CEO of a company called Fly, Inc. Now, they have a really cool social network uh, that models cities in a 3D metaverse. Oh, yes. It was a cool interview. Yeah. You don't want to miss that. So coming up in just a couple of minutes or so. Are you getting all your steps in by trying to keep moving all day long? You are not, Chris. You're right. And neither am I. Well, but with this week's Into Tomorrow wellness tip brought to you by Human Touch, here's Victoria Ladock. Thanks, Dave. Tracking your daily steps has become a huge trend. But is it really worth it to get in 10,000 steps a day? No. <laughs> Tracking allows you to see the progress you have made over the long term. This can be a total confidence booster. Some other great benefits are, walking regularly is a great way to regulate your blood sugar levels. Moving can also work wonders on your mental state. Staying active can also help with your tummy troubles. Getting in your steps can also improve your bone health. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Victoria Ladock. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Victoria. But see, when she said walking regularly, it reminds me of every time I visit my doctor for routine checkups and and, you know, following up on diabetes stuff. And he says, and are you walking a lot? I said, I walked here from my car. Uh-huh. And he says, that's not good enough. You know, and when you regularly don't meet your step goal, you don't get to do what you did and just lower the step goal. Why not? Because you know, then you, you meet you, your step you goal. Say you went from 10,000 to 6,000 steps, but most of the time you probably don't even meet that. No, I don't. Actually. Exactly. Well, because what I walk up and down the hall to the studio from my office and back again. Sometimes I'll walk into the control room to say, hey, get back to work, you guys. 
You need to move into a two-story house. Oh, God, no. I'm not going <laughs> to climb stairs every time I have to go to my bedroom or bathroom or something. It. Well, that's because you but were the, dumb and got a two-story uh, place when you But rented. that's also why when I'm downstairs and I left something upstairs, I really think long and hard about how important that thing really is. Oh, God. I left my cell phone upstairs for like two hours one day just because I didn't want to get off the couch and walk up the stairs. You lazy bum, you. <laughs> this, uh, you listen to Victoria. She gives good advice. You can imagine what it was like having, you know, living there alone, having COVID. You know, it took me probably 20 minutes to walk up those stairs. Well, yeah. Like an old man, even, yeah. too. Both hands on the one handrail on the right or something. It's just working your way up. And I have a rule around here. Nobody can make old man noises. Right. So when you're bending over to pick something up or getting up from your chair, you know, I don't allow any. Ugh. No. That's a good thing our walls are soundproof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Here in the studio, they can't hear it outside, so yeah. we'll have to see. But the Into Tomorrow Wellness Tip, as always, is brought to you by Human Touch. For wellness every day, be sure to visit them at humantouch.com and rejuvenate your mind and body. Mark in Georgia, welcome into tomorrow. We have two gigabyte fiber, which we're happy with. Good. And with Wi-Fi, we get about 600 megabytes a second. The router, however, if I would directly hook into it, would probably give us two gigabyte. My question is, with the advent of Wi-Fi 6 and Wi-Fi 7 coming, what are the advantage of these both in the current time period and also in the future? Well, Mark, all that Wi-Fi 6 and Wi-Fi 7 really offer is, of course, better speeds. In the case of Wi-Fi 6 and 6E, you can get that better speed today, and it will be speeds up to 10 gigabytes. In the case of Wi-Fi 7, you'll have to wait a couple of years, and you can expect the limit to be around 40 gigabytes. Now, in your case in particular... You're wasting money, unfortunately, every month by paying for the connection you're paying for, since you seem to be limited to something in the neighborhood of 802.11n speeds. You're not getting the speeds you're paying for. Yeah, I mean, you could probably pay less every month and get the same real-world speeds that you're getting now. But if you actually wanted to get faster speeds, you could look at a Wi-Fi 6E router. Realistically, almost no users need 2 gigabits per second today. Um, listen to that. Yes, I'm listening to that, although Hotwire is about to get me 10 gigs. We have one gig now, fiber. Love it. Overkill. It's, no, not overkill. I like to be able to get to a website before I even hit enter. As I'm thinking about it, and 10 gig will almost do that. Uh-huh. Yeah. You so, were saying? Yeah. So, so, Mark, you know, uh, there's really not much reason to spend money on the newer hardware. But if you're paying already, you might as well wait that 0.2 seconds less for something to load. Yeah, that's true. Richard in Benton, Louisiana, participating with the Ask Dave button. Thank you for that, Richard. At intotomorrow.com. I would appreciate a breakdown and information regarding the various apps that purport to save money on gasoline purchases. Ah, well, Richard, they are all more or less the same. They mainly rely on public APIs to pull prices and supplement that with reports from their own user base. Now, that means that you'll benefit more from apps with a large number of users, obviously, and those fall into two categories. Number one, older apps. There, you're looking at apps like Gas Buddy and Gas Guru that have been around for many, many years by now. And number two, apps that do something like mostly mapping. For example, Google Maps and Waze will show you gas prices nearby, and you, you use Waze for that, I right? do. Yeah. Um, and apps like GasBuddy and GasGuru will typically offer you some kind of loyalty program discount at the pump. GasBuddy can be linked to a checking account, and they offer a five-cent discount, for example, and they say that can add up to about $300 a year. Oh. Now, those loyalty programs vary, but that's roughly the discount you can really expect. Nothing major, just some money off. 
you'll also find apps from companies like Geico or AAA. Those mostly act as uh, ads in app form. Yeah. You know, you know, quote, you know, we care. We're saving you money on gas. Did you know we can also save you money on insurance? <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, they're less likely to be well maintained in the long run, and they have far fewer users. So we'd skip those. Yep. Now, if you're looking to try a couple, both Gas Buddy and Waze are good places to start. Gas Buddy has had active users for many years, as I mentioned, and now they offer a slight discount. And Waze has trained its large community to do the work for it and report on what they see. So they're both likely to have somewhat accurate prices. But do keep in mind that the app that will work the best for you is that one that has the most local users. If Waze is very popular in Portland, Maine, for example, but has no users in Benton, well, then it won't help you very much. So don't give up and try a few until you find one that's most active around your area. Yeah. Personally, I use GasBuddy a lot. Um, I haven't gotten into the loyalty stuff, but I use it all the time to find the lowest prices in my area. Now, while the car that I drive can use regular gas, it also can use E85 fuel, which is available at far fewer stations, but it can also be far cheaper. Yep. Uh, so especially when I'm in an area that I'm not familiar with, I pull out my GasBuddy app, filter it to show me only stations with E85 gas, and I find the one with the cheapest reported price. There you go. So, Richard, let us know what you end up using, because it will help other customers, other listeners, if you will, all the way into tomorrow. Stream Guys Streaming Media Services is proud to sponsor Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. Delivering audio and video to the web since 2000, Stream Guys is the affordable, reliable, and scalable choice for today's demanding media delivery needs. Stream to iPhones, mobile devices, and PCs all from the same platform. Stream in Windows Media, QuickTime, and the ubiquitous Flash using our full-featured, low-cost Wows of Flash servers. Increase your ROI with our subscription system and pre-roll ad services and turn your content into cash. Stream Guys, offering professional streaming media services for the smartest businesses on the internet. Learn more at www.streamguys.com. Sending voice messages instead of typing can save you a lot of time. But listening through those five or ten minute monologues from your friends is time consuming and often just not possible. Imagine being in a meeting, lecture, or any loud and crowded environment. Textify is an app for iPhone that converts those annoying voice messages into easily readable text at the touch of a button. Get Textify now from the App Store. Do you own a business? What do your customers hear when they call? Every business is unique, and Advanced Productions can help you create custom voicemail greetings or an on-hold production. Call us today at 888-899-8511. For over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than $200. Call us today at 888-899-8511. Or visit onholdaudio.net. Into Tomorrow continues. I'm Dave Graveline. Thank you for tuning in, bringing you the latest in cool consumer tech. And of course, that includes products and services, gadgets and gizmos, websites and apps, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. Even more happy when you participate on the show. All you need to do is be heard on the air, asking a question, anything about technology, or helping another listener, maybe adding to one of our answers. Love it when listeners help other listeners. Or sharing some tech rage, whatever the case. Know you can join us anytime, 24-7, at your convenience, when you think of something. You can do it by either calling the toll-free 800 number from anywhere in North America, and that's 800-899-INTO, 800-899-4686, or by using the free Into Tomorrow app. Just search those two words in your favorite app store, Into Tomorrow, snag the app, tap where it says Message to Studio, and let us know that way. Or you can also visit our website and click on the Ask Dave microphone button on anything, any device with a browser and a microphone. So your phone, your tablet, your laptop, your desktop, if it's got a browser and a microphone, you can participate that way. It's very easy. And the only thing we ask of you if you participate in that manner with the Ask Dave mic is that you provide us with your first name, where you're joining us from, and how you hear the show. And then just click that microphone and have fun. You can do that at Into Tomorrow. Dot com. 
We've run across a guest who developed a social network that models real cities in 3D metaverse, where users can engage at places with friends and communities. So it seemed very cool that we would then invite the founder and CEO of Fly Inc., P-H-L-Y, Fly's social metaverse, Adele Maserani. Adele, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Fine, good. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Where are you joining us from? Right now, I'm in Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Oh, uh, Riyadh, very fine. Well, yeah. well, welcome from around the world. Glad to have you joining us. Want to remind our audience, too, to come see the video of this interview. And, of course, we're going to show you, best we can in 3D Metaverse, <laughs> how some of what Adele and his team are up to. Tell me first a little bit about Fly, P-H-L-Y, Inc., uh, the company, mm -hmm. and then let's get into what you're doing. Great. Uh, we formed Fly in Delaware, in the U.S. Uh, late 2018, and we had the vision of creating social network that models uh, daily lives of people, your daily trivia, things that you do on a daily basis, how you interact with, you know, geo zones in your daily life, where you work, where you live, where you hang out, where you study. And we thought the best way of doing that is to present uh, a 3D metaphor of the city that you live in. And that was way before that the whole metaverse term came out into, into existence. So uh, we thought of giving it that 3D will give it more life, more believability. And we've done a couple of pilots. And in 2021, last year, we uh, launched a product in um, covering North America and Europe, cities in North America and Europe. Uh, we have an office in New York City, and we start focusing in marketing in New York City, doing what we call product market fit to optimize the scenarios and use cases. And uh, soon enough, we will start bigger launch waves by Q4 across the US. That sounds very cool how you've been doing a metaverse kind of thing long before the term metaverse became popular. Yeah. Kind, of, kind of reminds me of uh, we've uh, in our 27 years on the air, we've been doing podcasts before mm. podcasts was ever even a word. You know, we would archive right. all of our early shows. And, uh, and that's good because we'd like to think you and us and other guests are on the cutting edge of tech. And that's why we talk about you and why we have you on Into Tomorrow. Uh, now, you mentioned cities in North America. So would our city of Miami be among them yet and other cities yet? It is, it is among Fly. You can download the app, sign up. You can check it out yourself, you know. Uh, engage with friends, invite your friends over, see what others are doing in the city. Uh, but probably uh, the most of the buzz is happening in New York City because this is where we're focusing the public, meta public metaphor of the app. The app, there are, it has two types of use cases. One is public, where you can engage with anyone, and one with friends. Uh, you can use them both, uh, but if you log in, you know, sign up and, and go to any city other than New York City, you can still use it. Uh, you can use it with friends. And once we start expanding in terms of acquisition and content to other cities, you will find more interesting stuff there. And of course, I'm, I'm hearing a lot of my audience in my head saying, well, why would we virtually go to the city? Why don't we just actually meet and, you know, if we're, if we're local? But it seems to me that one of the great ideas of what you're doing is you can invite friends from literally around the world. Uh, is that part of the concept here, to join you in your city? Absolutely. Uh, we don't track where the location is for privacy issues. So uh, you can literally be in any place in the world and join in any place in the world. You can engage with friends across different cities. And even if you are the same city, you can still plan activities with them. You can, uh, because at the end of the day, you know, you, you want to plan how to meet, you want to go and play softball at the weekend, you want to find a place where you can capture those videos and memories, you can put a pin that you can move around with. It's quite a fun way to uh, cement that sort of communal activity between people in the same city or different cities. Well, you mentioned something like playing softball. So is the idea also to maybe play games together? And of course, folks have been doing that for years now. But in this case, a 3D metaverse, uh, I'm sure, you know, engaging friends uh, from around the world, even in some gameplay, let alone maybe let's meet at a popular bar or something and have a virtual drink together. But everybody can have a drink wherever they are, right? <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and cheer you along. <laughs> 
Absolutely. I mean, uh, we want to add a lot of gamification to it. That's why we built the front end of the app on a game engine. So that's a plan. Uh, but what we're trying to do with Fly is to blur the lines between you know, virtual and real. We want people to use it to plan activities, to go out to capture those moments and uh, share them with friends and others across different places that they've done these activities with. So if you're at school, you know, at the college, you can capture those moments uh, with your college friends or where you live or where you work. So the city becomes a life place um, that basically a testimonial to, you know, your trivial daily life activities, uh, whether you want to share them with public or you know, share them with friends only. It sounds to me like it would also be a Chamber of Commerce dream come true if you're talking about various cities and maybe tourist attractions and things of that sort to say, let's meet here virtually. And then next time, let's all get together physically and take that cruise, you know, that sunset cruise in Key West or, you know, do something in particular that we could only do virtually previously. So it really becomes an opportunity uh, for great promotion, I think, uh, for places to visit as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, uh, and in part of our plans is next year, we're going to gradually add augmented reality and virtual reality to fly. Uh. So, uh, but that's, that's still, you know, it needs some work to ensure that we have a, a good experience. But yes, it's an our roadmap and we want people to literally put their headset and be able to fly in place in the world. Hopefully, that's the truth. Got you. So then now this is with a virtual reality headset or will be? Is is that part of the plan or is that what you're doing currently? No, that's part of the plan. Right now you can see the 3D map on your mobile. Uh, you can do all sorts of activities, zoom, swipe, play with the city, go, and it's all in 3D. But our plan is to uh, provide this experience additionally via augmented reality and virtual reality. Wow, terrific. And you mentioned your roadmap. So I'm wondering what's, mm-hmm. what's, what else is on this roadmap for FLY? What, what do you have plans to do or are doing currently that folks can jump on? Uh, right now, you can create uh, a pen. In every building in FLY right now is clickable. So you can click on it in every landmark, every building. You can, it has its own timeline, which you can share videos and, and pictures and text with, with the public. Or you can drop a pen any place. It, it can be a central park, it can be you know, any building, and you can share that with friends or with the public. And that allows you also as well to share those memories with certain people. Uh, you can even go to any place, drop a pen and broadcast from their life. So whether to the public or to other people. That's a collection of use cases and you can explore any city. When you click on explore and fly, it shows you what's going on around you. It shows what activities, what hashtags people are, you know, are, are using. You can click on a hashtag and see where is it used across different places in the city. So it sort of adds this whole third dimension or fourth dimension to, uh, you know, to your social experience by mapping it to the city. Uh, what we want to do in the future, a lot of things, that includes the ability to get, add gamification so you can uh, walk people through different pens in the city. Whenever they reach a pen, they, it opens the next one. Uh, you can have uh, you know, people uh, treasure hunt with and compete for things to do in the city. And then whoever does this first, it opens the next path with them. So there's a lot of good stuff that's coming up. And uh, when people try it out and see, you know, the platform, um, a lot of uh, ideas that pops into mind and uh, we listen to users and we'd love to, you know, get ideas from them as well. Oh, for sure. I mean, one of the ideas that popped into my mind as you were just talking about different experiences is uh, what about uh, gathering virtually in an escape room and you get people to help you uh, in your physical escape room, but they're virtually joining you in this metaverse world. I think that's that's pretty awesome. Uh, What has your feedback been so far uh, by many users? What do you find that most people are particularly interested in and are doing and and sharing with you that that was really cool? people they share their experience in the city so for example um, they go uh, they capture the parties they are in you know um, um, uh, birthdays uh, activities they do uh, a nice restaurant and they decide either to share it with friends or to share it to the public so most of the uh, activities we've seen right now is more of exploration of uh, you know different places and hidden gems in their city and um, you know um, getting their friends and, and the public engaged in that 
Gotcha. So how do you guys make money? Is there a charge to, to use your 3D metaverse or uh, the app or something of that sort? How do, you, how do you generate revenue for yourselves? Revenue for us comes at a later stage. Um, so it's, it's going to always be free for users. Uh, we're going to make money out of uh, 3D advertising. That's the plan. Uh, also, we're going to make money out of uh, later on selling uh, certain places as NFTs. So, uh, you know, a company can come in and uh, or someone and they want to buy certain you know landmark building as an nft or lease it as a virtual lease oh, cool. and then they can put you know all sorts of uh, offers ads in an unintrusive way uh, this is you know just like most of the social networks a, a form of advertisement will will be our way Wow, terrific. Well, you guys are certainly ahead of the game, and that's the goal and, and the key here, uh, very much into tomorrow, which is why our producer thought uh, make a good interview. So we appreciate that. We invite our audience to visit your website for even more, and that's mm -hmm. fly with two Ys, F L Y Y dot life. I didn't even know that was an available domain. So that's pretty cool. Fly, F-L-Y-Y yep. -Y dot life. Adele Maserani, founder and CEO of Fly Inc., the Fly social metaverse. Uh, the real world social metaverse is here, as it says on your site. Thanks so much for spending a few minutes with us. Thanks, Dave. My pleasure. Our pleasure as well. Again, you want to visit their site, fly, F-L-Y-Y dot life. And come see the video. And we're showing you a lot of the things that Adele is talking about. I'm Dave Graveline. Stay tuned as Into Tomorrow continues. And join us at intotomorrow.com. Don't go away. There's more to come right here on the Advanced Media Network. In today's connected world, high-speed internet is a necessity. Luckily, where you live no longer means missing out on a fast connection. Do what we did and get HughesNet, America's number one choice for satellite internet. HughesNet Gen 5 delivers the speed you need where you live. Own a business? HughesNet has plans for you too. Text RADIO to 35000 for offers in your area. That's RADIO to 35000. HughesNet, high-speed satellite internet available where you live and work. How would you like to feel your best every day? For over 40 years, Human Touch has designed high-performance massage chairs, ergonomic zero-gravity recliners, and targeted massage products that not only rejuvenate the mind and body, but have helped owners perform, sleep, and live better. Sitting in a Human Touch massage chair is the perfect way to unwind, relieve pain, or recover from a hard workout. And it's all from the comfort of your own home 24-7. Anytime you need to relax sore muscles, de-stress, or even just take a moment for yourself. Human Touch works with medical practitioners, world-class athletes, and award-winning design teams to provide therapeutic benefits daily, but also offer an aesthetic appeal that captivates the eye and enhances any space. Ready to learn more? Visit humantouch.com. Human Touch. Your best every day. Welcome back. Don't forget my favorite saying, call in, win stuff. We always have cool stuff to share with you just for participating on the show. I'm Cameron Graveline, and bringing you further into tomorrow, here's Dave. Thank you, Cameron. Love it. Jeffrey Hinton, uh, known colloquially as the godfather of deep learning, has spent the last decade working on artificial intelligence development at Google. But in an interview with the New York Times, Hinton announced that he has resigned from his position and said that he's worried about the rate of AI development and its potential for harm. Yes, many people are these days, so mm -hmm. hmm, stay tuned. We'll keep you informed. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by HughesNet. Enjoy more of everything the Internet has to offer. If you'd like more info, text the word RADIO to 35000. Again, text the word RADIO to 35000. The U.S. launches its first space station. Sony releases the Betamax recorder, remember that? And the first commercial astronaut heads to space. It all happened this week in tech history. Jump aboard the time machine. You've got mail. Time to head into yesterday with This Week in Tech History. History, history, history. 
Here's Chris. This week in 1927, the Hotel Statler in Boston, Massachusetts, became the first hotel to install a radio service, allowing its guests to listen to classic radio programs. It was a two-channel system, with the guests selecting a channel on the receiver, then either listening with a headset or the radio's loudspeaker. It cost the hotel $50,000 to install radios in each of its 1,300 rooms and another $750,000 to install the service in the chain's six other hotels. Aye, Dave. In 1928, this week, WGY-TV in Schenectady, New York, began the first schedule of regular TV programs. It was a very short schedule. In fact, WGY offered programming to the upstate New York audience three times a week using the mechanical scanning method. And mechanical scanning wasn't to be uh, the wave of the future. It was electrical scanning developed by Philo Farnsworth that would make television available to the masses. So if you're ever wondering where the streaming service Philo got its name, Uh it was from that guy. Uh That guy. From that guy. Gotcha. In 1973 this week, Skylab was launched by NASA from Kennedy Space Center. Skylab was the first space station launched by the United States and the only one to be exclusively operated by the U.S. Most illogical. Oh, sorry. uh, Spock stepped on you. Mm -hmm. Exclusive operated by the United States. Yes. Oh. Skylab included a workshop, a solar observatory, and other systems necessary for crew survival and scientific experiments. Skylab's re-entry in 1979 was an international media phenomenon with souvenirs for sale that included a bottle of Skylab repellent that came back with a or came with a money-back guarantee if you were to be hit by a piece of debris. The parts of Skylab that didn't burn up on re-entry landed in mostly unpopulated areas of Western Australia. One county fined NASA $400 for littering, which went unpaid until 2009 when it was paid on behalf of NASA with funds raised by a morning radio show. In 1975 this week, Sony introduced the Betamax video cassette recorder. This also spurned the intense videotape format war with JVC's video home system or VHS format. Oh my! The format war was very similar to the Apple-IBM rivalry as early on, Sony insisted on keeping their technology proprietary and JVC welcomed a more open source approach where they would license the technology to competitors. VHS ultimately won the format war, and despite this, Betamax production and sales lasted 41 years until Sony finally pulled the plug in March of 2016. Let's get nuts! But you had no idea Betamax was around that long. Me either, and you know why VHS ultimately won out? Yeah. Yeah, let's just, yeah. Because of porn. Yeah. Not that kind. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, but it was porn that saved VHS. Because Sony would not allow adult movies to be released on their format. Affirmative. And this week in 2004, the Spaceship One rocket, developed by Scaled Composites in Mojave, California, and piloted by Mike Melville, climbed to 211,400 feet, becoming the first privately funded vehicle to reach the edge of space. This flight also made Melville the first commercial astronaut in history. All systems are functioning within normal parameters. That's our look back at This Week in Tech History. Are you sure? Yeah. Oh, very cool. Oh, our next call, all the way from Scotland. Participating with the free Into Tomorrow app, that's pretty cool in and of itself. Would you not say that? I would say that. I would say that, too, because I think that's that's really neat. I would say, I, Dave. Would you? I, Dave. <laughs> Be me. Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. I'm giving it all she's got, Dave. Okay, we get the idea. How about we get to our call? He's supposed to be Scottish, right? Yes. Well, was supposed to be Scottish. Um, Oh, but how about we get to Brian? Hey, Brian, welcome into tomorrow from Scotland. As I'm well into my 70s, my hearing isn't so good. So my daughter, when she comes around to visit, tells me to turn the TV down because, well, it's a little bit loud. In fact, she says it's blaring out, but I think it's okay. Anyway, she said that I can get some sort of Bluetooth buds or headphones or something that should be able to connect to my TV so that I can listen independent of her. I can listen on them and she can listen to the normal speakers. But I'm not sure how to do this. So do you have any ideas about the best way to do this? Sure. Tell her not to visit so frequently. Well, no. no, I mean, if Brian's enjoying his TV at whatever volume is good for him... He then could, I mean, he could he could tell her, you know, my t- my house, my TV, my rules. Exactly. <laughs> Have a nice day. If and by the way, I love if, you. <laughs> if you don't like it, don't let the door hit you with a good Lord split you. Yeah. Oh my goodness, <laughs> uh, Brian. Unfortunately, that will depend more on your TV rather than external devices. Most TVs will shut off the internal speakers when they're provided with a Bluetooth audio output. 
and they will pipe all the audio to the Bluetooth speakers or headphones. Now, if your TV allows you to, there will be an option to pair a Bluetooth device in its settings menu and an option to keep the speakers working. But that's fairly rare, just so you know. Now, if you're not watching over the air or cable, your options may improve. For example, you may get an Apple TV, which does allow you to output the audio to both the TV speakers and a Bluetooth headphone, and will take care of the audio syncing for you automatically. Yeah, now that audio sync is a big part of the reason why this is rare. Bluetooth needs more of a buffer than a wired speaker, so putting a system together that allows you to keep both sources in sync takes work, and it just isn't enough demand for manufacturers to bother building that into every set. Now, if you happen to have a Samsung TV, look under its accessibility features on the menu. They do support dual audio streams, specifically to cover your use case of a person having poorer hearing than others in the household, requiring audio streams at different volumes via a Bluetooth device. Some more expensive Sony sets do as well. You'll likely have better luck finding this feature if your TV costs uh, more to buy. Yeah, that's true. Of course, the more you spend, the more features like anything else, especially in electronics. But Brian, I hope we've given you some ideas. Uh, all of our show notes are available for you. And when you visit us at intotomorrow.com, look for the show for the weekend of May 5th. Sink full of mayo, Cinco de Mayo, something like that, 2023. And all of our suggestions are there for you and anyone else with a similar issue. Let us know. Do you own a business? What do your customers hear when they call? Every business is unique, and Advanced Productions can help you create custom voicemail greetings or an on-hold production. Call us today at 888-899-8511. For over 40 years, we've been providing affordable audio and video services to businesses around the world. Let us create a custom holiday on-hold message for your business for less than $200. Call us today at 888-899-8511. Or visit onholdaudio.net. Finding the right experts to help you grow your business is always a challenge. Chameleon Collective is a hybrid marketing service and consulting firm that is hyper-focused on growing businesses, from digital marketing to optimizing your sales efforts. Our experts drive results. Our work and track history, ranging from innovative startups to Fortune 500 companies, speaks for itself. Learn more by visiting chameleoncollective.com or call us at 1-800-914-0245 today. Into Tomorrow continues. Don't forget, when you participate, you automatically win prizes for doing so. Because you make the show, your questions, comments, help for other listeners, your tech rage, whatever the case, when you're heard on the air, you win stuff. And it's very easy to be heard on the air. We have three ways that are easy and, and simple. Popular. And easy. And easy. <laughs> Such uh, as. You could use the uh, Into Tomorrow app on your favorite uh, iPhone or Android device. There's a message to studio button. You could stop by our site at intotomorrow.com and click that Ask Dave microphone. Mm -hmm. Or if you still like making phone calls. I mean, who does that? I mean, weird people actually use the phone to well, make phone calls. Well, don't say that. You're telling our audience that if they use the 800 number, they're weird. That's yeah. not true. Okay. Aha. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, if you'd like to make phone calls, because normal people do that. <laughs> yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> you can call. Anybody can do you that. Can call 800-899-INTO. That's 800-899-4686. Are you sure? Yes. All right. And when you're heard on the air, no promises, no guarantees, but do tell us, amongst the items Chris is about to mention, which you would prefer. And we'll do our best to try to get one or more of those to you. Do you like to party? Yeah. I'm not a big party it, no. fan. Well, but you would still like the, uh, from Tribit, the Stormbox Blast portable Bluetooth speaker. Oh, yeah. It's got 30 hours of playtime so that you can party day and night. And it's mm. got cool little lights and stuff on it. It does. Too. It's really neat. And they sound great. Yeah. From Brondell, we've got another Swash Thinline Luxury Bidet Seat valued at 700 bucks. Nice. Once you go bidet, you never go back. A. A. <laughs> from Western Digital, we've got a 256 gigabyte SanDisk iExpand wireless phone charger with automatic backup. And we've also got a Minder laptop tower stand from Obvious Solutions. Good stuff. So do participate any which way you prefer. And know you're not weird if you call the 800 number. Well, you are. Or I, but not a Well, listener. that would be weird because I'm the one who kind of answers it and holds your hand through the process. 
If you want to know what I mean, call the 800 number and you'll see. But I think you do it because you like talking to yourself. I beg your pardon? Yeah. I don't. Nolan in Henderson, Texas. Welcome into tomorrow. Well, hi, Dave and Chris. I just wanted to uh, see what you might think about me as a dog trainer and a guy that's had a lot of experience in radio in the past doing a podcast regarding dog training. I have the Focus Right unit and have a good condenser microphone, and I just want to know how I can get a good software that allows me to do the EQ properly without me hooking up the old-time voice processor and stuff. And then I want to do the podcast, and you guys have given some good recommendations on that. And thank you for bringing us all this great stuff every week. It's our pleasure, Nolan. Thank you for participating and listening. It sounds great. Lots of people, of course, have dogs, so we're hoping that you can find a really good audience. And with the hardware you already have, your investment will be minimal. In terms of software, there certainly are options. Podcasts are not very complicated, so you don't need super powerful software. For example, we use Adobe Audition which is powerful software, and it does require a license that you got to pay, but it may be overkill for just a podcast unless you successfully monetize it. See, we do broadcasts and podcasts, so if you don't mind spending the $21 monthly fee, it will get you everything you need, and much more for that matter. And if you're using a Mac, lots of podcasters start out with GarageBand, which is free, included with your OS. It can do multiple tracks, and it's easy enough to use without much, if any, research. If you wanted to go with a more professional-level solution on a Mac, you could look at Logic Pro. But it's definitely more than you need. The only advantage of something like Logic Pro is you can spend $200 and keep using it rather than having to pay an eternal subscription like Adobe asks for. Yeah, that's true. Now, regardless of what OS you're using, if you want something free, powerful, and something that will remind you of what software user interfaces looked like in 1996, you can use Audacity. Audacity is free and open software. It's been around for a very, very long time. It includes lots of filters, automatic silence elimination. It can automatically lower the volume on other tracks when you speak and bring it back up when you stop speaking. You can drop markers in the form of what they call labels and lots more. Overall, it's very capable, free software but it is clunkier than commercial software. Yeah, some hosting platforms also offer their own basic online editing tools, so you might as well take a look at those and see how you like them. But they're typically too basic to be of any use, and you'll be better off with any of the options we gave you. Yep. Again, all in our show notes for the weekend of May 5th, 2023 at intotomorrow.com. And Nolan, let us know what you like and end up with. And check out our friends at Blueberry, because they've got podcasting plans. They start at like $12 a month, so That's true. affordable. That's a good way to do it at Blueberry. It's Blueberry without the E's. B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com. And while you're at it, intotomorrow.com. Bringing you the latest in consumer electronics and technology, this has been Into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline. To participate with Dave and his tech geniuses and win prizes anytime, 24-7, use our free Into Tomorrow app available in your app store or call 1-800-899-INTO. That's 1-800-899-4686. Be sure to visit our website anytime to read our show notes and watch our ITTV videos at intotomorrow.com. And join us next week as we bring you further Into Tomorrow. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's D-E-X-C-O-M.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit www.dexcom.com compatibility.